know my heart and mind to the Far Q podcast, which invites people like you and all people from all walks of life um, to um, talk about and converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite people like yourself and our very intuitively intelligent guest today to share lived experiences and effort to find common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that lifts up the collective human experience. Kelsey, what's our season two question today? So this season, we are jumping into what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? And as Tauiwi and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana and kaitiaki of the lands. Malusil and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Haua, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. <laughs> we are grateful for the connections our whakapapa weave through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Whāku Kaupapa. Malusil and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equity, equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey and I use they them pronouns. Nisa Bolovinaka, Noe Mauri, Ko Moluseo Tokoingua, and people use he, him pronouns for me. And today uh, we would like to gift it all to this beautiful, intelligent um, human being for them to introduce themselves as well as um, finish the sentence I am. Oh, uh, kia ora, everyone. Um, I am, uh, well, I'm Bridget Williams. Uh, my pronouns are, well, people use she and her. Uh, and Am I supposed to finish the sentence, I am? Yes. Mm. And, oh, and okay. Oh my whatever goodness. comes through, whatever comes through, flow it in. Oh, I am human. I am a human mm. uh, constantly seeking curiosity, time with nature, tapping into creativity and wanting to share joy and spread sunshine wherever I go. Wow. <laughs> that's actually no, that's what I my God. that's what I hope. <laughs> that's what I hope I am. <laughs> There's strength and intention too, for sure. Mm. And like from the like so I met Bridget at Festival for the Future and I I see that in you, for sure. Aww, thank Just you, the Kelsey. way that you held that space in that workshop and then the way that you individually interacted with each other at the booth was amazing. And I'm just oh, so you. stoked that this has become a thing. I know. We're doing this. Like, we're, we're doing, doing this. This has been quite a journey, and it's very, very special. Very special. And I'm so honoured and flattered to be, yeah, to be here with you both. Like, it's such a crazy time, but at the same time, it feels so right. And it's just been interesting. I've been doing a, a bit of reflecting. I actually just had a conversation with someone before lunch around mm. how, like, you are the constellation that you create around you. Like you get to create your own ecosystem. And I feel really special that this ecosystem for me right now is being with, with you both. So thank you for that. Amazing. I want to stretch you a little bit further there too. Yeah, what else too, is in your too. ecosystem? <laughs> me too. Come on. What else is in that constellation for you? Um, um, my constellation, it is... I mean, currently with COVID right now, it's, I would like it to stretch to Sweden. I'd like it to be, to be reaching my sister and um, her fiance and her two, and their two wee kids that I haven't met yet. So that's Leo and Lily. I still haven't met my niece and nephew. And the thing is that story isn't, this isn't unique. This is, you know, everyone has a COVID story that connects to that. 
but um so my constellation it's that's more like that's a satellite mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely a satellite circling around them and i hope um i will i will meet them soon but um my immediate constellation it's currently made up of uh incredible uh strong yet soft uh just absolute superhero of a man my fiance which is weird to say this is this is a recent thing oh yeah there's the ring uh it happened um finally after 10 years uh i'm not better i'm not better um but no so he is definitely he is like uh yeah he's definitely my number one star um and then very close to that is my twin sister she is everything she's like i would say she's my soulmate Sorry, Luke, you're definitely my life partner, but Hannah's probably my soulmate. Uh, and then it's made up of, you know, a fantastic mum and dad and beautiful friends and wider whanau. Uh I think the friends part for me right now has, has been something that I've realised, you know, you're like you can choose your friends and you don't really realise how important that is because it comes back to deciding what is what is the makeup of your ecosystem. So I'm really conscious about you know, who I spend my time with. And uh, especially for me right now, I have been reflecting on, you know, who are those, you know, who are those friends that are really in my life? Um, where actually we were, you know, we were just talking about um, in the, the Fakatoki before we started, right? Around like giving love and love received. And I'm just sort of really taking the time to question as well, um, where am I, where do I want to give that love to, to those friends? And am I receiving that love back? Because I think now more than ever, it's important to be taking stock while we are in this time of reflection around who do we want to be and who inspires us to be who we want to be as well. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm feel very lucky that I've curated a constellation of people that I think definitely lift me up but I'm always looking and staying curious for other people to join, to join my Milky Way of stars. Yes. Yeah. I really love how you adjective that as well. So you, you, <laughs> we were talking about all of these different things, but you really adjective that. Join my Milky Way of stars. And I'm like, um, I'm in. I'm in for the ride. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Come join. Come join. Yeah. Let's join my galaxy. Let's all just join in the galaxy together. Mm. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan of metaphors. Big fan of especially using you know Papatu Nuku in nature. I think that definitely. I don't know why, but she is where I I totally find um inspiration for sure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Amazing. Um. So this season, uh, we're looking at knowledge, and we understand that knowledge looks and sounds and feels different for different people. So we're curious, when the word knowledge comes up, what does that evoke for you? Knowledge. Knowledge. What does it evoke? It, knowledge is, oh my gosh, so many things. I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is sort of almost like the acronym itself, which is like wisdom, right? But I think, but knowledge is also, like it, it's knowing it's knowing your limitations and knowing that, you know, you want to stay curious and and keep learning and keep growing. But yeah, like knowledge is something that you'll, I don't think you'll ever get knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Because we live in such a changing world. It's moving all the time. 
So I definitely think it's something that you can't always, you, you won't ever fully have because there's, you know, you won't ever fully know all or everything about something. And that's okay. There's, a, there's, you know, that in itself is acknowledging that you can sometimes be without full knowledge, which mm. I don't know, maybe that's something that as humans we struggle with because we, we want to know everything. Um, but we never truly can. Mm. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you use the word acknowledge when you're talking about knowledge. Yeah. Can you, like, do you think there's a similarity in that? Acknowledging your knowledge. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose. To acknowledge your knowledge. Well, I mean, to acknowledge something is to recognize it, to see it, right? And... I th- maybe oh my gosh and knowledge starts with awareness and awareness is seeing you know it's the first it's like accepting or like just accepting what is in front of you and I guess that's sort of seeing right mm. and I think especially when you want to do anything impactful and with the line of work that I'm in sometimes a lot of people can criticize oh you know like it's all discussion, it's all talk, it's all you know. Like where's the action? And I totally agree with that. But it def- but things definitely start with awareness. It doesn't end there, but it needs to start with awareness. So it needs to start with acknowledgement first, before you grow that knowledge into, you know, into real learning, into real understanding. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Good question. I've never really thought of it. <laughs> no, I really like it, and I I, I was it. So what I heard as well was act on your knowledge. So when mm. you're acting on the knowing of, of, of self or the knowing of, of, of what is in front of you. And to me, I feel like that's very much, yeah, it, it fits in the realm of consciousness, awareness, <coughs> enlightenment, sorry, excuse me, enlightenment. So to me, I feel very much drawn to where, the way that you, it's, it's the way that you fashion around how, you come come to knowledge but really mm. will never get knowledge and that that part there is just like i i love that part for, for me mm. specifically because i i actually i I'm, I'm really loving swimming in the ocean of ignorance right yeah now. So i love i love I, i'm so comfortable and i'm learning deeper and meaningful ways for me to actually find new reference points in my ignorance mm. and that's why for me i'm like i love that you started off with that just like mm. off the bat we will never know no like because we, we we never will yeah and i think and i think that's something that's just like the ultimate that's just a huge part of the human experience right it's um it's just that you know like humans are not perfect everything we do is you know we're, we're just on this one big journey um and i think sometimes as humans we can get so caught up in the needing to know the needing to do better um you know the just but sometimes we just need to actually take a break and be gentle with ourselves and, you know, make peace with the fact that um, we are constantly learning and constantly evolving. And a huge part of that, like I've, you know, you see it in history, right? Like compare, um, you know, to the treatment of people, right? Like we've still got a long way to go, but like, you know, like we're, we're slowly starting to evolve and understand, um, you know, look at like slavery, for example, like, appreciate that there is modern day slavery but you know if you look at like you know that that 
sort of old slavery um around you know um like for example in america right like that that kind of level of slavery it's um especially around the civil war time you know like we look at that and we're like that's so barbaric and i feel like as humans it's because we're we're constantly evolving and i hope as we get as we go through the years we start to evolve to become more gentle more conscious of that um I guess you would call it maybe like yin energy, uh, you know, just ap- appreciating that um, there's real power into accepting gentleness, accepting uncertainty, accepting our limitations. And I think we're feeling that shift of energy um, more and more. And I think COVID has had to, has really put that to the test, right? Mm. Yeah. 100. For sure. I definitely resonate so much. Like, yeah, there's so much potency in what you just said, because even the, what's documented, like especially around slavery, what's documented is, mm. I, I, and this like help me here find out. This is an invitation for a conversation, but it's like whenever we look at slavery, we always look at what's already documented, and then there's a lot, a lot of these unsung heroes and unsung stories that actually go like you know to, that go to sleep with, like it goes to sleep with the people that um, that 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 carries those stories, and I feel very much like it's very like as much as the incident connects us all i feel like it, it, it misses the, the like the the essence of why a connection is is actually there and the, for me i feel like the internet could actually do so much for the unsung heroes in our in mm. our stories and at the same time it still perpetuates history's conversations which is what something that you already alluded to of being like you know these modern day slavery and it still perpetuates those type of histories of unknowing those unsung heroes Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's a part of human nature. Like I've come to a point where I'm like, a part of human nature is actually accepting the good and the bad of what is in the now and, mm-hmm. and what, what will always be in the now. And that's something that I'm, I, I, I feel so seen whenever you talk about those things. So please carry on mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like more, not less. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I, I mean, and I guess kind of on this, like this whole point about like the human, you know, humans we're all on this journey of evolving and developing uh you know the emotional state that we have I remember reading an article that really really sat with me uh and it was this interview with a woman who's from NASA and her job description is literally to find aliens like essentially it was to find like other life forms beyond Mm. you know beyond um planet earth and someone said in the article, they questioned her and they said, aren't you terrified of finding like an, you know, like an alternative race? Like, like, why are you looking for these aliens? Like, surely, uh, I don't, like, doesn't it scare you that they're, you know, if they, if you sort of wave, wave the flag of the human race here on earth, um, you know, you're going to be uh, attracting, I don't know, you know, a, a massive, um, a massive war with two civilizations. And her response was so interesting. She said, um, her response was, no, I, I, I like, I, one, I, I'm not fearful of this because if we were to sound the alarm that, hey, we're here and hi, alien species, like, come see us, um, this alien species would be incredibly ancient, far older than what we are on, on, on planet Earth. And, as a result, they would probably be incredibly gentle because history tells us that we are, you know, becoming kinder and kinder each generation. We're by no means perfect. We still have a long way to go. 
But I was like, that's so interesting. Like, and mm. I mean, I would like to believe that if anything like that did happen, um, yeah, imagine that, you know, we're waving our little arm and then these aliens come down and they're just these like really humble, lovely beings. <laughs> I mean, that's the world that I want to live in, mm. or at least I want to believe in. But, um, but yeah, I never really thought about it like that, that, you know, as because I guess Hollywood paints this picture about, you know, this alternative species coming and invading and being incredibly um, possessive and destroying. But actually, I've never thought of it like that. that as we get older and older, the more ancient a species is, the you know, the kinder they become. And maybe that's because knowledge at the end of the day is love. And the more we know, the closer we get to love. Maybe. That's a bomb right there. Yeah, for mm. sure. Do you think that has any kind of attachment with, like, as we grow older as people too? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, Kelsey. I mean, when you think about it, like, I mean, we all know that bitter old person though, don't we? Like, we all know that <laughs> yeah. grumpy old person. Maybe, they ha- maybe they've tapped out of their knowledge. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Nah, I've accepted. This is the limit. But actually, when I do think about it, the older you get and the people that I know in my life and, and those who are those elders, right? Like that we are lucky enough to have in our lives. Um, they're all about love. Like they're all about don't sweat the small stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're not about the drama at the end of, you know, and also don't you recognize that as you get older as well, those older relatives are so keen for those family reunions and they're so keen to, for time because they're so keen to be surrounded by love because maybe they appreciate it. But you know what? I'm, look, I thankfully... I'm not yet that. I'm not there at that point of wisdom yet. So I don't know. Um, but that's a really interesting point, Kelsey. What do you think? I think, I think yes. But I, I also think that they show it in a way that's relevant for them. Mm-hmm. Like my grandmother, my my dad's mum, Jean. Hey, Jean. Um, hey, Jean. Granny Carter. Um she is all about acts of service um Mm. she will only say that she loves me if I say it first um and her way of showing love is making everyone apple crumble so she will spend so much time in the kitchen cooking to make apple crumble but would never be like oh hi yeah I love you but she does Mm. it in a way that makes sense for her like through food Mm. um and I think, like, I potentially think that that's a generational thing of, of, of giving and providing because maybe that's not what they had received. Mm. Um, so was she was she around through the Great Depression? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just not, not a lot, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. through a time where resources were, were limited and, like, was it an apple crumble, you said? Yeah. Like an apple crumble was the biggest treat, probably. Yeah. Mm. So she's mm. like, here's all my love. <laughs> mm-hmm. 100, 100. Yeah. Do you see no. that in your space too, Molly? Um, 100%. And I feel like, in a way, it's... I, I, I 100% echo both of what you said. And, um, Kelsey, you were talking about they do it in their own way. I totally, mm. uh, like, I totally appreciate that for Carl because... Um, there's a like a lot of a lot of um, things that we do celebrate. We always celebrate the firsts, you know, the first to go to uni or the first to finish high school, or the first to do all of these things. And I feel like the older the the older these firsts people get, the actually like 
from my understanding and the way that I see the people who are bitter in my life um, or, or I perceive as bitter is actually because it's a protective space for them because they know more than everybody else in the village mm. and they can't transfer everything that they know and they tend to sound really bitter because, and especially when it comes to like succession and, 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 and talking about knowledge in general, they sound really bitter in those spaces because the intelligence isn't being received. The intelligence isn't being welcomed and it hasn't been, because, you know, they go out to universities, they come back to their village and they're deemed as the outsider because they've gone and absorbed all of these other things, you know? And mm. it's like, those things are so potent and that first person to go to uni within the family or within the community, they get, it's, it's actually quite a dangerous space for them. It's, it's, it's a very dangerous space because they go like they go from being enlightenment in a western sense because they get their phds or masters or whatnot and then they come home and they get demonized and gaslit for the intelligence because it's an mm -hmm. outsider for carl and that's to me i'm like oh i get so there's a little bit of love that i give to a lot of my uh, my ancestors who were perceived as bitter from from what i perceived them as bitter as well when i was growing up and there's like a little bit of love that i have for them a lot more love that i have for them now because of um yeah because of that 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 process and i'm so glad that you're talking bridget about the older we become the more loving we become or the more kinder we become and i'm like i can see that within myself like i have been so much more bitter at different times of my life mm. around around my around the people that i that i perceived was happy and was not happy and you know like when you like i don't know about you guys but when i thought of someone who was going to be turning 30 I thought that they had it all. Like me looking, <laughs> me looking at them, I'm like, you had it all. You had everything. You look so excited and enjoy your life. And I'm like, uh, did I miss this like train? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I appreciate my gifts and I 100% acknowledge that, that you know these these perks and troughs for everything. And I'm I'm also wondering. I was like, damn, I I must have only judged them from that one moment that I looked at them and they were happy. <laughs> And it was, it was beautiful, but I'm really excited. Like this, this is going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow your leadership, Bridget. I'm going to sit with this because I yes, feel like it's, this is a potent, no, this is going to be so potent. Um, and I feel like that's something that I'm invited to mull on for, for, for yeah. a little bit longer. No, for sure. Do, like, I mean, and that's something that, I don't know, it, it's, it's only something that has, I've thought about through having this quarter with you guys, right? Like this conversation around it. I haven't actually given it any thought until now but it's true like we look at you know we we I've always sort of thought as oh as you get older the more wise you get because you start to you know not get bogged down in the drama you start to like focus on what's really important and now I'm kind of thinking actually is that because you're also getting closer to love like you're you're stripping away the things that aren't you know that that don't fall within that love I don't know. I've never really thought of it like that. So it's thanks mm. to you guys that it's something that, yeah, I, I want to also sit with it as well, Malu, and take some time to, yeah, to connect that back and join those dots. I think there maybe there's something there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we literally are on the, on the cusp, of, the cusp of something really potent as well. I'm like, the, the, the more that you articulate it is the more that I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. And, the th and, and the funny thing is like I, just when you were talking about Kelsey like um people who uh 
you know, like different love languages and acts of service. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but have you noticed, um, like, I don't know if you believe in it, but uh, I, I definitely feel like, you know, you can be so coming back to this idea of your constellation, like those people who are in your life. Um, surely you have a friend or someone that you know who's like an old soul. You know, that that person that just seems like just ancient, like way before their years. And they're always, they're always that person that, just doesn't they just strip you know they just don't connect themselves with the bullshit they um and most of the time I've noticed that their love language is acts of service um like when I think about it a lot of those people that have that that real old soul they have that connection to um their love language is acts of service you know like they're not so they're not so caring you know they don't really care about the gift side of things um you know maybe uh what is it it's touch and it's Words of uh, affirmation. Words of affirmation, time. Um, but acts of service and time, I would say, are two huge ones. And when I think about those people that have that old soul quality, I'm like, is that because, like, like on a deeper subconscious level, they are more in tuned and closer to knowledge and therefore closer to love and therefore they have that connection to what love truly is because I'm really sorry but I am going to call it out and I feel like I can say this because my love language is I would say my top three would be words of affirmation um touch and then gifts I think gifts is the shittiest love language like I'm just gonna put it out there I'm so sorry but it is like you know like as soon as someone says like oh my love language is gifts I'm like thank you for your candor Um, (laughs) but like what a shitty love language like maybe you should change that um but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, as soon as someone says, oh, that, I'm like, you're a young soul. I think you've got a bit of, le- you know, maybe maybe there's a bit of love. You need to keep keep learning there. Um, no judgment. No judgment. Mm-hmm. Just just acknowledging that, I don't know, maybe, yeah, coming back to the theme of, like, knowledge is a journey of getting closer to love. And, yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm like, you want gifts? Cool. Uh, you got me yeah. to buy your own. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. Love a gift. I mean, yeah. I accept even it's one of probably my love languages for sure. But yeah, it's always really funny eh, when someone's like, I'm definitely gifts. Definitely gifts is my language, love language. I'm like, that's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> that, might ch- that might change as you get a bit older, maybe. Yeah. It's the thank you for your candor for me. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your candor. Um, I want to just jump back a little bit. You talked around like this idea of a constellation and your people being a constellation. And you also talked a little bit around like accepting energy. And I'm mm. curious how like the energy maybe uh, navigates with knowledge through that constellation and moves through that constellation and what that might look like for you. Delicious. Oh. Uh, I mean... Like for I I can't speak for everyone, but for me personally, I've always sort of seen um, like I've always sort of seen my energy as this sounds bizarre, but like connecting to I guess I can I don't know like for me I've always sort of seen my energy as a metaphor and suns if that makes sense like. So what I mean by that is, as you know, I lie. My energy, I would say, is sort of 
connected to fire in a metaphorical sense. So what I mean by that is um, like those who are in my, this is getting, this is like real meta-narrative, eh? <laughs> like metaphors on metaphors, but I'm here for it. Um, so in my constellation, I'm conscious about like, okay, who are the embers within my fire? Like the people around me that even when I feel like I want to be put out and I don't believe in myself and I don't have the energy to grow my passion or to pursue my dream, my dreams or to grow, beat and proceed, Kelsey, which, you know, and Malu, which you guys know is like my mahi and the stuff that I do day to day. Um, I'm always wondering like, who are those, who are those embers that allow me to keep that warmth and that glow burning? And then I want to also fill my constellation with, uh, with like wood to, you know, to stock up the fire, to fuel it when it is, you know, sort of down to its last, like, yeah, to its last embers as well. And then who are the people um, that are sort of like, yeah, the air to help grow that flame um, when I feel like I'm at my peak energy and then who are the people in my constellation that are just rubbing their hands by that fire? They're just standing by it. Like they're not, they're not stocking it up with wood. They're not like, you know, blowing on it when it needs to have air to make the flame grow. They're literally just using that heat. And that's fine. Like I don't mind warming others. But there are times where you do have to kind of say to yourself, hey, you're in my, you're in my constellation and, um, but you're just putting your hands by that fire. Like, do you want to, I don't know. And that, and yeah, so I guess it's sort of like my energy, I would say is it's connected. Yeah. It's sort of, I see it as a fire, if that makes sense. Mm. And we all have that within us. I mean, it depends on what, like what metaphor speaks to you. But for me, fire has always spoken to me and I see it as, um, you know, it's this passion, this core that sits inside of you. And sometimes it can be embers and sometimes you need people to to help you stop it, to make it grow and ideally to warm others. But also acknowledging that sometimes those people will just be standing by to warm their, to warm themselves. And you do have to ask those tough questions like, will they be there to put wood back on it when you are down to those embers? I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that's sort of how I see energy and people in your life and connecting those people to relevant, you know, to, to, and, and making you ask those questions like, where do they, how are they, yeah, how are they using my energy and how do they play a part in keeping that energy aflame? Mm. Beautiful. A lot of metaphors there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally Love here it. for it. And I also want to know what not like. So to me, uh, what, can I, can I stretch you on that? Yeah. Um, or can you help me stretch on your focado, actually? Not so much uh, me, help me stretch you. Can you help me stretch with that? So what knowledge is this, uh, do you attach to wood? What knowledge do you attach to, mm. to ear? And what knowledge do you attach Ooh. to hands? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. This is, this is a lot. Okay. So what knowledge? Do you attach to the fuel? So the wood. The, the, what knowledge do you attach to the wood and the fuel? Like, what is that to me? Yeah. To, to, like, what do I see as wood? Okay, mm. I have thought about this. So I would say the wood for me is the things that I need to 
I need for my spirit to grow. And so for me, that is being in nature. That is laughter, that is joy, that is dance, that is practicing creativity, putting creativity into my life day to day. Um, it is it are all the things that, that fuel my spirit and sort of, yeah, really ignite that flame. So, and, and everyone's wood's going to be, <laughs> this sounds so odd. Everyone's wood's, <laughs> wood's going to be different. I was hoping we wouldn't go there, but I'm like, I'm glad we're sorry, here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Everyone's no, no, wood fine. pile. We're, we're already rated explicit. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, everyone's wood pile is different, right? And um, it depends on the level of, you know, the level of um, like how big the stockpile is depends on how much you need to keep that fire aflame. And some people can can stay at ember level. And that's awesome. But eventually you're going to need to, you know, put some energy onto it. Uh, so I would say, yeah, so wood for me is definitely like being in nature, creativity, looking after myself, um, giving the things that I need to nourish my mind, my body and my spirit. Embers for me is when um, it's like, it's, you know, it, it's basically when I'm I'm not taking care of my mind, my body and my spirit. And I've neglected the things that I really need to help fuel that. So, you know, burnout is a great example not getting enough sleep um just going and going and going um sometimes people you know i would say water for example like actually splashing out the flame like those that are a danger to your flame being around toxic people um watching too much netflix like all the things that i think we know don't help you uh grow that purpose and that flame and then what that flame is like that flame for me is you know passion excitement life knowledge <laughs> love right it's I don't know I see it as this sort of like this this light within me um to you know want to um to uh make the world a better place uh connect to my community um and hopefully, you know, leave this world with a warmth that continues to touch others and inspire them. And maybe not on warmth, maybe in some cases a spark to help light up other flames within people. So they see the potential in themselves and they get an idea from something that this flame has created to then grow their ideas and basically, yeah, continue lighting each other's flames. Hmm. And you've also so I also want can can you stretch me as well around water because yeah um, I said water is that 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 toxicity and all of these things can it also be the repurpose so if you're if you've got too oh, much water yeah. can you repurpose water to to flow differently in your in your in your metaphor or in your or what yeah what can, what tell me more about that yeah so like it's funny because when I speak about elements in this way I don't even want to like distant element do you know what I mean oh, <laughs> like no, all, that's, that's all elements yeah, are beautiful that's a, that's a different but conversation I, <laughs> this is so not where I thought this conversation would go I love that we're talking about this right now um yeah. uh okay so like I I see yeah I would I would agree I mean the water okay how about this then like you've got the bucket of water beside you in case things get in case the bonfire starts right in case you're like oh my gosh this is out of control so water totally plays a part to a point where it's like, no, all hands on deck. We need to 
this this has gone far beyond than what we expected. This is out of control. You have gone, you have pushed your boundaries too much or this isn't the direction you want to go. And yeah, you want to reignite and start a new flame. So I definitely think water has a place where it doesn't need to just be, you know, uh, you know, dampening your fire, dampening your spirit. It doesn't have to be in that way. I think it can also be, it's also acknowledging that, um, maybe you're not on the right path or you need to start a new chapter. And I think water can be a way to start that. Yeah. 100. As you were saying that, I'm like this side. Um, as a Netflix expert um, on scrolling, I've now, I've now repurposed my life to being a movie critique. Like, yeah, crit- that's not the word. What's the word? When you're critiquing like movies and all of these for a living. Ah, a critic? Yeah, that's critic? it. That's it. I, I thought I said it. I just didn't know if I, I said it out loud or not. Yeah, yeah. Critic, yeah. No, uh, they, they sound like two sides of the same coin, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much for, for really helping me see that and for, for stretching as well, because you definitely have blown my mind. Like, the thing that really sits and resonates for me is weaving creativity into your daily life as a, mm. as a, as, as a wood. And I'm like, yeah. That's totally a real life practical example of how you can actually feed your own creativity and how you're able to to work with the knowledge bases that you have. Yeah, for sure. And and I also think it's also about like for me, like how I feel my creativity is I do find it in nature. So it's only fitting that for me, I use metaphors, I use nature metaphors to help explain where I'm at. Um yeah, I'm a now I'm a big I mean I would say my two things, creativity and nature are definitely the things that I need in my life. And they're different for everyone, but I think if you can take time to work out, you know, what is that wood to you, then that's a great place to start. Yeah. What do you I'm curious, like if we roll with this analogy, Molly, what is the wood for you? Oh we um, <laughs> um, because you, like what Bridget said it's going to be different for different people so I'm mm, curious what yours is um, I think you already know and that's why you asked me the question um, so Kelsey really I know you, you're using your abilities on me right now um, it's, it's very similar to yours so mine is, um, is nature and um, um, my creativity is more to do with movement so, so mm-hmm. like, it is still a, it's still, it's still a practice um, but, um, for me, nature's everything and it's, it's always been forever been there. It's, and we were reminded with, um, with Raphael as well, one of our, um, season one guests around ele- elemental ancestors. So to me, mm. I, I look at nature and, and, and I love that you already have that whakaro with you as well. Poputuanuku and, um, Ranginui. Um, thank you so much to Te Ao Māori because to me, they bridge, like Te Ao Māori has, able, has been able to, like, has given me, um, agency and, given me the path to, to actually connect back with my own indigeneity, which is mm-hmm. something that I would have never never been able to do without, um, you know, the mana whenua and Aotearoa. And that's why for me, I'm always forever perpetuating how grateful I am to to, to, to Māori worldviews. And, and it's, it's because I can see within myself and within my lineages that I carry within me the real life effect of what whakapapa is and tracing back your whakapapa all the way back to ancestral elemental ancestors. So to me, I'm mm. like, that's why um, I can really resonate with you when you are talking about creativity and nature, because I feel for me, my creativity is very much due to, um, um, me breathing as a creative, as a creative radical creative practice, giving breath mm. to my body as a like my radical creative practice. And 
I, I, I'm, I'm learning purposeful, meaningful and intentional ways to actually sharpen how I become creative. So that's why when you were talking about your creativity as a daily practice, I'm like, you're talking to me. <laughs> and Kelsey sees right through me. That's why Kelsey asked. <laughs> and I'm going to mirror this question back to you, Kelsey. What, 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 is this, <laughs> what does this look like for you? Or what is, what is your wood? What is your, what, what is your wood pile? Sorry. Good, 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 good reframe, Bridget. What What's is your, your wood, wood pile? Uh, for me, it's always connection with people, mm. always, and feeling connected to the people that are important to me. Um, and uh, for me, that is through just spending time with them. Um, and, you know, through this time, it's had to be in, in a bit of innovative ways. My sister lives in Melbourne and, um, you know, we've spent a lot of time on FaceTime just hanging out. Um, and through the first lockdown, that looked like doing yoga with each other through Zoom, which was, I never thought that I would be doing yoga with my sister who lives in Melbourne on Zoom through a pandemic, like what the actual heck. Um, (laughs) but that was a way that I was still able to be connected to her. Um, but yeah, for me, definitely people, my people Mm -hmm. that are important to me, my family, um, my soulmate over here. Um, and yeah, just people connection, being connected to my people for sure. Mm. I love that. And I'm curious, do you, do either of you have like a, like, I mean, for me, like fire is the element that I speak in to explain my energy levels. Would you, do you guys like connect with an element? that speaks to you on that level? And maybe you haven't thought about it, which is fine. But if you have, I'm curious. Yeah, Kelsey? Yeah? Yeah, go Kelsey. (laughs) Uh, Mine's not one particular element, but mine is a place. A place. Um, So Wainamu Beach in Whangaroa, out in Raglan. Mm. Um, That is a place where my soul feels the most at rest and the most at ease and the most at peace. Um, And the photo that I showed you before of Leo... Mm that's at that beach um and that's kind of the place that I go to when I just need to check in with myself or I need space and time away from the world is where I go and I can sit and I can feel tafirimatia because it's quite windy um Mm. so I can feel the element and then the sand and the black sand so the heat in the summer or the cool in the winter and then um tangaroa coming in and going out like it just oh just like speaks to my soul just on such a different level too um and then that's also a space for me and my sister spent a lot of time together as well particularly Mm -hmm. before she moved to melbourne was one of the last places that we went together and also the last place that i was with leo as well before he passed on so yeah wainamu beach is definitely definitely my place because it mm, can look beautiful. so different in so many different spaces and places. Mm. 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 How special to have a place, like to have an actual place. Mm. Like, you know, like that. that's awesome. That's pretty rare, like, you know, to have, to have a place where you can actually physically recharge. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Kelsey. How about you, Malu? Um, yeah, so mine's definitely water, and that's why I yeah. asked. Uh, yeah. I 
fair. I don't know why, but I got that vibe from you straight away. I'm like, nah, he's a water element. Yeah. That's why he, he wants to know. He's like, water's not all that bad. Oh no, no, no. I actually, I actually liked you. I, I liked your um, your your focado because water does do that. And I feel like for me, when when water puts out fire, it actually gives room for new fire, which you yeah. alluded to 100. And I'm like, this is how the elements work together. I'm like, come mm. on, this is how we're making lava. And, you know, we've got the heat, water flowing. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, I'm really loving that. And I, because I'm a, like, the funny thing is there's like, there's so much synchronicity happening here. I'm, I'm a Leo, which is a, a sun sign. Mm. And I'm like, so and, and in terms of like, it's like, I'm a watery fire. So. <laughs> you are a watery fire. Like from the interactions we've had, you are a hundred percent that. You're mm. like a go with the flow firebomb. Totally, totally. And like to me, I love that. And at the same time, I know that it's really potently like it's potently energized. And I'm like, okay, I understand. It's taken me a long time to actually recognize that not every not every space is actually for me and for my type of energy. And that's um, because to me, I'm like, whatever space that I'm in, I like I'm I'm in my life experiences and my reference points. I have to evoke the space that makes it safe for me to be in that space. And if I don't do that, I succumb to the circumstances and the happenstances that happen in the place. So as an as someone who 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 carries this potency, it was there was some times when I was actually unaware of the potency that I bring. And mm. I just evoke it and and it's just me being in the space. Like I'm a big like I'm six foot four, so there's there's no there's no there's no hiding this 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 tsunami that's coming in. There's no hiding it. <laughs> So I'm, I've come to a place where I'm, I'm I've, I really like the, the thing that I did want to share is that um, I, I talk to my water. So I, I bless my water and I, I ritual my water so that it can. So as the water goes, so going for from your, your metaphor analogies, mm-hmm. I'm going to, ju- I'm going to jump into your leadership as the water goes from the tap violently into this vessel and embodies itself in this vessel. It swir- like it, it, it rushes down and it's like this massive whirlpool of like rah into the water and then it, it finds peace and calm in, the, in, mm. in this vessel so while, while it finds peace and calm i actually that's the most potent time that i that i give my blessings to the water and i talk to my water when it's rushed like as soon as it's come um come off the tap into this vessel i, I bless that at that potent time because that's the time that's the time for me that it, 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 it unites and finds harmony within within the bottle so as oh. as as it's doing that I'm blessing it so that by the time it's finished har- harmonizing and healing itself and gathering it, its intelligence in this bottle, just before I drink it, it's going to do the same thing for me. So as it, as, mm. as it, so to me, I'm, that's how I've been ritualing my water into me and going, going from, from, from a body of um, water into a bot like a vessel into another vessel. So I'm like, I'm, I'm at it. I'm, I'm that closely like attached to my water signs. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yay. I'm so glad we, yeah, we've, I've, I've, um, I've met a fellow, uh, element, uh, connect, connector, lover. That's awesome. It's funny though, eh? Like, I, I've actually had a few conversations with people about the, about the elements. And by elements, like, we're meaning, like, you know, earth, wind, fire, water, right? Um, and we were talking about it and we were getting into like the real nerdy level of like, you know, yes. what do they mean? Like, and then, and then I remember I was like, okay, okay. So fire was the last element technically to be discovered, mm. right? Like mm. by, by humans, you know, like 
everything you know like earth was just there wind came naturally water i mean you know it was also there as well but i mean it comes in different forms but fire like fire had to be created and it was the last one discovered i'm like what does that mean for people who love fire like are we coming back to this theme of are we the young souls of the world or i don't know like maybe maybe you know maybe there's just a warning around around fire that it's um it, i mean for me at least on a creativity level coming back to why creativity is so important for me for me i see i connect fire with creativity it goes hand in hand because you can't make fire without creating it so mm. for me creativity and fire go hand in hand and you see it a lot in different like mythologies a lot of um goddesses throughout different cultures they always have a connection to fire and creativity uh, like I actually just discovered the other day, there's an, I think it's a Celtic goddess and her name is called Brid- Bridget. Yes. B-R-I-D-G-I-T. Mm. Sometimes she goes by Bridget and she is literally like the goddess of creativity and like poetry and art. And she's also the goddess of fire. And similarly with, um, uh, I think she's also a blacksmith as well, because once again, like blacksmithing is literally the combination of fire and craftsmanship. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just, I try, you find these meanings that, you know, just naturally like fit in with um, the meta narrative that you like and that speaks to you. And mm. I love how you have found one, Malu, in your water. And what a beautiful way to, you know, create that ritual within your life day to day. I think we all need more. We we need to make time for those little rituals, right? Mm. To remember how beautiful it is that like, you know, the, like the access of clean water, like that in itself is such a wonderful gratitude practice, which is going to have so many benefits to the energy that you give through the day and just the, you know, just how grateful we should be to have water that comes from a tap that you can drink and be still and can charge you. Beautiful. I love it. You totally bridged as well, Bridget. Um, <laughs> you totally bridged creativity and ritual for me as well right now in this mm. moment of being like to ritual is to create and to create is actually to ritual. And mm. those things go hand in hand. And it's, I'm like this, oh, I, okay, I can just already imagine all of the, all of our Instagram quotes coming out of this. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. We should write a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For sure. I mean, and I think that's the thing, like, uh, I've also sort of just come, come to realize, like, human beings, this is something that just, like, just another connection, you know, like, mm. humans are naturally, like, we're, I do think we're all quite fiery, you know, we're, we're warm-blooded, like, we need warmth to survive, um, but, at, and at the same time, at the root of us, we are all creative beings, you know, we all have the ability to, you know, whether it's creating the life we want, um, you know, c- creating, um, yeah, creating love. Like we, co- we are constantly creating as beings. And I think sometimes we forget that and creativity can get so wrapped up in that raw sense of the world, like to paint, to make, to, you know, to, to be a poet, to be an artist. But sometimes I think it's actually like we've lost what the, we've lost the, the meaning of creativity a bit as well like just at its level we are all creative beings and I think somewhere along the way and I see this and this is a lot that I talk about and this is the language and narrative that I use when I explain the nature of beat and proceed workshops is 
like creativity is something that is so important to us, especially as kids. It's just we, we're constantly encouraged to create all the time. And then somewhere along the way, we just stop making time for it. And we just start to, um, as you speak, as you've just said, we, we stop taking time to, uh, you know, make space for creative rituals. And by that, we're meaning like, you know, playing, making, that sort of thing, right? Mm, Moving, mm. dancing, just really creating, creating something new with intention for it to be creative, not creating a spreadsheet. I mean, but hey, if that's your jam, (laughs) then you go ahead. But (laughs) no judgment to those that want, oh my gosh, imagine that spreadsheet art. No one's doing that. Maybe there's a market there. Anyway. um, (laughs) That's all you, girl. (laughs) Uh, Where was I going with this? Um, but yeah, I just, I think, and then somewhere along the way, like, it's almost as if society says, no, creating and making is child's play. And I'm like, now more than ever, we need to be making space for this. We are so, mm. you know, like, it's, we're so reliant on the digital and the and the tech side of things that we have sort of lost touch with that really raw, authentic, creative space that we always tapped into when we were, you know, mm. just years and years and years ago and I think it's important that we make space for that as you said Malu take time mm. to have creative rituals so I'm all for that that's awesome I'm so... I love these type of conversations like this this literally is the healing like to me these type of conversation is healing work because you're we're connecting dots of like you know because a lot of the times I feel like we all are humming the same tune with different mm. instruments and it's like People talk about creativity and then like, you know, indigenous people, uh, everybody's indigenous. Um, sorry, that's my little pet peeve with the word indigenous. <laughs> but I'm like, um, like, you know, people are saying creative and then people are saying ritual and then people are like, no, it's about rituals. And then, and then people are like, no, it's about creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, it's the same thing, fam. Like, it's we're finding, <laughs> it's the same thing. We just, you're, you're using a saxophone and I'm using the, the violin. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Beautiful metaphor, Malu. That's awesome. So true, so true. It is the same thing. And I think that's, yeah, we seem to have, yeah, I don't know. We, 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 yeah, we get a bit fixated on like the language that speaks to us and not mm. taking time to reflect and realize that actually, um, you know, we can just because the music sounds different doesn't mean they're using the wrong instrument, as you said. Beautiful. Mm. You, were, you were just talking about, um, you know, as children, we tap into this thing, this knowledge, this understanding of something. I'm curious what that might be for you. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think with, oh gosh, like the, the, it's, a, it's a big topic and it's not one that I'm incredibly, uh, like I'm not an expert in, but I think, you know, when you're younger, you have this real sense of boundless curiosity, freedom of expression, uh, there's no judgment, the guidelines are small, right? It's I mean, you're surrounded by guidelines as a kid. You know, you actually don't have a lot of freedom, really, when you're younger. When you're younger, you don't get to choose when your bedtime is or what you eat. But ironically, there's actually so much... We had so much more freedom, which is weird. Um, But that's what I mean by... It's not necessarily that as when you're younger, like, you're attuned to it. But it's like society hasn't yet made its mark on you. 
you know mm-hmm. it hasn't put this it hasn't put its impression on you yet and so yeah and, and as a result I think when you're younger and you don't you know you're not surrounded by judgment or consequence you're still figuring out all these things these concepts are also new to you you kind of have this blank canvas to work with to express yourself um and that's kind of what I mean by when you're younger you have this connection to creativity a lot more because you aren't constrained by the views of other people or society or your parents yet because mm. you know you haven't lived you haven't lived through it yet yeah um that's what i mean yeah there yeah. seems to like from your corridor what i'm while i'm perceiving is there seems to be this like arc of as a child you can like exist in the world without judgment and then you kind of get those society things placed on you and there's this and then you come back as you as you get older and as you kind of shed those other stuff that you come back to aroha you come back to love mm. I think you're, you're yeah no 100% Kelsey um it's funny eh like I think you're right you're definitely kind of it's like you know at the start you you have this it's almost like this blissful ignorance and then you're constantly learning and you're constantly changing and you're like, you know, you're being sort of molded, manipulated, however you want to see it. And then you kind of get to this tipping point of just like, I don't know, whether it's uh, acceptance or grief or whatever that, it, that whatever just happens up like, here. fuck it. I don't want to deal yeah. with that shit anymore. <laughs> Screw this. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No more. See ya. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you just kind of, yeah. And then it's almost like you just make peace with this. Mm. Um, and then it, it kind of comes back to love. Um, and I guess, like, when you think about it, I am completely making this up as I go along, by the way, guys. Go there. So, go there. Um, but, like, I mean, when we think about youth, we connect that with innocence. And I think innocence and love, there's a lot of connection there, right? You know, like, I do believe that at our core, when you strip everything away, I do believe the human default is aroha rather than the opposite end of the spectrum being hate. Like, I really, really, really do believe that. And so maybe, yeah, you're right. I think there's definitely something there that we start with love. (laughs) It's not that we don't. It's not that we lose our love as we go, but we start to, I don't know, look at other feelings and emotions and other things that shape us. And then we start to like strip away what doesn't mm. serve us. And then we end with love again. I think there's definitely yeah. something there. Yeah. The journey back to self. <laughs> yeah. People's journey yeah. through that can look very differently. Like some people might only have like a little bit or some people's mm. might be really high and then, and then come back, you know, close to the end of their life. I, yeah. I think that's yeah. very interesting and some journey and some people people might some people might not get there you know what I mean some people might end there I mean like I like and they might be happy hanging out up there too totally they're like nah this is where I want to be I'm I'm above everyone right like I can see it all you know if I if I strip away the other things that I've learned like that put that makes me vulnerable I don't want to do that I want to stay up here because Mm to because I will lose everything that I've learned along the way if I get back down to love but I don't think we should be looking at it's not it's not yeah it's everyone's perspective yeah um not you know uh 
everyone's perspective on it would be different. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So interesting. I'm curious what you're taking with you on that journey back to love. What mm. knowledge are you holding with you as you go through that? Oh, I, honestly, I don't think I can answer that yet. I feel like I am still I'm there I don't even think I'm there I'm here still you know what I mean I think I don't think I could really answer that until I am hopefully there <laughs> I love people can see us right like yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> otherwise they will have no idea what we're doing with our hands um <laughs> if you are listening Fano jump yeah. in the video so you can see all the all the things we're doing a bell graph aren't we yes yes yeah okay. we're doing a bell graph is it a bell graph? Yes, I have it is. no idea. Sure. Thank it's, you, uh, thank uh, you, statistics. Uh, thank you, thank you, um, thank you, year thirteen statistics. We are doing a bell graph. <laughs> We're doing a bell graph. Okay, great. Um, and I think I'm just yeah. I don't think I could. I mean, I hope I would get to that level of love again. Uh, but I don't think I can answer that until I look back with hindsight. What I carry with me, mm. I would like to think that I carry. Uh, and this is knowledge, right? This is, this is knowledge, this is love, this is like, this is <laughs> the end of the rainbow, the end of the bell jar, <laughs> you know, yes. like, so I would like to think I carry, uh, you know, cu- once again, curiosity, joy, um, creativity, uh, oh my goodness, like all those juicy things to, mm-hmm. to help others on their journey, um, but also recognizing that I'm also on one as well. And I don't think um, it stops. I don't think it stops there. Who knows where it stops? That's a massive question. Hard. 100. Mm. What about you guys? What would, what would be, what are you bringing with you? (laughs) My people. Mm. Always. And like, how can I be of service as I go through that too? And that's what I heard from your story, from what you were just saying too you know, your curiosity, your joy and your creativity as you move through that to be in service to others at the same time. I really resonate mm-hmm. with that as well. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Malu? Everything, everything. Um, I'm very much, like, this is my, like, I, I, I live the dream and I live the heaven that, that, that my, my grandparents prayed for. So um, I'm very much where I'm at, where I need to be and... Yep, everything else exists and coexists with that, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not shaming any of that, and I also 100% recognize that I'm exactly where I need to be. And at at like and different like depending on who I talk to, they'll they'll see different. They'll see where where wherever they see in the curve that I belong compared to their perceptions. Mm. And I feel like for me, I'm I'm 100% confident that my curve is already. I'm already at the end. Mm, you're there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there. Cause it's, it's... I love, I love that. I love that. Mm. And it's, and, and so it's taken me a long time. And I, and I feel like the, the long time for me was trying to prove to everyone else, <clears throat> myself, <laughs> like, like, trying to prove everything you know that's why i'm like this I, I can all like i can notice and hear my language every time i say people i'm like yeah people <laughs> external everyone mm. else <laughs> like mm. that mirror mm. that mirror maluseo is really beautiful <laughs> um mm. but yeah so i i i i've 
because I've I've been able to like I said the fucker papa to this to where I'm at right now is is through Tiao Maori and even though I'm not Maori myself I'm very much um 100% so grateful to 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 the lenses that they were able to 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 gift me so I can look through my journey and everywhere that I've I've, I've been in my life and yeah it'd be so silly of me and I feel like I would do such an injustice to to the grief and the love that I have for my grandma's prayers mm. if I didn't recognize that I'm exactly where where she's prayed mm. for me oh that's so good that's so good <laughs> and I think that's a testament to the love that has surrounded you mm, 100 right these these two this conversation specifically is the per, this is the first time I've ever said it out loud confidently without being like excusing off me like oh I'm not egotistical about it I'm like nah I'm confident about this this like mm. this is the first time so please know that this is the first time me me exploring oh. the space and it's because you two have provided the safety for that and I'm all mm. like when I tell you guys that I'm always surrounded by mana mana wahine that gift me this. Like um like everywhere that I go, I'm always surrounded by mon- like strong woman that 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 provide the safety for me to hit enlightenment in this space so i'm so mm. thankful if, if you don't identify as woman i also am ex, 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 expanding my love to to wherever <laughs> you're going to and at the same time i know that for me it's because like my femininity and the way that i'm able to embody it is as a tribute to all the women in my life and the women that are currently in my life if you identify as that so mm-hmm. i'm so thankful to you two for even even allowing me to feel that that's the question because come on if you wouldn't have asked that question we wouldn't even not would not be here so that's why i'm <laughs> like i feel like I, this is and this is something that kelsey always reminds me of is that it's always in community and it's always in proximity to community Mm-hmm. Mm. oh wow thank you Marlo for sharing that so special to know like yeah that's that means a lot that you felt safe enough to to share and like secretly kind of jealous that you're there <laughs> thank you no like what's it like for, for letting me know because it, it, it is me as well I'm like sometimes when I'm trying to like I'm trying to fear mongle myself to being like you don't you're not here you know, like, there's an element of me that's like, stop saying it out loud because you don't know. Mm. And I'm like, well, I never fucking will. So, so you better say it. And otherwise, you're not going to ever know it. Mm. So thank mm. you. Like, like that's why I'm like, you invite me to be genuine and authentic about this because it's a gift. And at the same time, because I'm ignorant to the gift, I'm like, be confident about it and be confident about the authenticity and transparency about mm. it. And you, you do that for me. And I'm like, oh. Mm, I'm yeah. so thankful the recipe of people who made you as well because you mm. know the deep and meaningfuls you know the love and you've been articulating it the whole time and I'm like I speak love 100% like if that's one thing that if that's I like of all the love languages I'm like I speak love first <laughs> I speak love first and I'm words I, I well I used to be words of affirmation and quali- quality time were my two mm. my two um things um and I've moved over to um <laughs> I've moved over to physical touch and I'm like, oh, okay, this is new. Because <laughs> I just redid the, the test is different now. And I'm like, oh, okay. The, and this, this, this one, this, this are like love languages. And then this one for like, there's another level, like there's another language that's, I think it's like stress language or like angry language. I don't know what it is, but I was like, oh, where? When I did the whole test thing, it, it came up with physical, physical touch and quality, um, quality mm. time. And I'm like, oh, well, at least I still have quality time. <laughs> and it look bonus you don't have gifts yeah. 
No, I look. I I'm not hating on anyone who no. has gifts as their number one love language. If I That's did, cool. I wouldn't be admitting that right now. Yeah. Just letting you know. If I did. <laughs> <laughs> the thing just... is, uh, the the irony is, I I love a good gift. Like, oh my goodness, if if, if like if Luke, my fiance, was here right now, he'd be like, oh my goodness, Bridget, you're giving people such like flack for gifts. You bloody love a gift. Just shush. Anyway, um. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do the test again then mm. because I feel like, yeah, things may have changed in the love language mm. world. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely let us know where you're at. All right. And then, so I wanted to know uh, what is in your FAQ? So the last question for today is what is in your FAQ or otherwise what is knowledge that you perceive to be in your FAQ? Can I, before I respond, can you guys give me more more detail? Mm. Like, can can you guys, can you guys elaborate? Like, I feel like I. No, yeah, we can. Give, we yeah, give give me give me give me give me some give me some more material. I'm yeah. keen. I'm keen to so yeah. Which which stories have you archived? You know, so like when okay. we talk about the Faku, which stories have you archived? Which stories or which which um knowledges that you feel like you know are inventoried or you've 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 you've, you've come and it's kind of like you've done a drive by, like you know, like, you're like oh religion, I'll just drive by that, um or like you know. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm, I'm being open, honest here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, or placed at the back of your, like, you know, let's say something is really in there and you're like, okay, this story I actually don't want people to know about. And we don't have to talk about it now, but, mm. you know, we can give a, give a nod to being like, that's in a high security vault. Or that's, 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 <laughs> you'll have to, you'll, you'll have to be with Bridget for 25 <laughs> years before you can get that conversation out of me, you know, like. <laughs> That type of love. And, and hey, for all we know, you might not have a far queue. You might have a front queue. What's mm -hmm. in the front for you right now? Mm -hmm. Man, like, I feel like uh, I mean, we've definitely touched on a lot of material um, already. Like, and for me, I, I think it, it it changes. But, like, uh, what, you know, we've, we've touched on fire speaking in elements, speaking in creativity, uh, speaking in knowledge and love. And that's definitely something that, um, you know, that, that's definitely something that has been on my mind and I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, in terms of, I mean, this is, an, this is a big question for me because I don't know if you guys have ever done Strength Finders before. Mm. Strength Finders, full disclosure, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know why I need to say that, but I'm not sponsored by them. But hey, Strength Finders 2.0, if you guys hear this, happy to be a sponsor because it's a fantastic <laughs> resource. Um, and basically you do a quiz and it spits out your top five uh, strengths. And one of my strengths is context. And con this, the strength of context is, is basically it's someone that loves to pick up themes and symbols and like learnings stories right basically being a, a lover of of storytelling and anytime I find myself where I need to make a decision or I need to explain something going using that context to do it so because it's a strength of mine it's really hard to answer this because I'm constantly living my life in themes right like you know there's a there's a lot there uh but like I mean, I, I, like, I, I honestly feel like I am still writing my story. I think the, you know, my FAQ is, is still in development. 
but what I am what I am learning through um, through the journey that I've been on, and maybe we haven't really touched on this, and maybe this is this maybe this is the spot to do it. Um, so the context that I, you know, where I've been, and, and a little bit about my life. When people ask, you know, like tell us about your journey, um, the journey and the and the story that I tell is that I was a lawyer um, for about three years. So I. And, and if, as a lawyer, you know, I, I worked really, really, really hard um, to, to become that. It wasn't something that came naturally. In fact, I would say this actually does bring up a, a bit a, around like, what is my FARQ? I would say for a long time, I had always seen, um, I didn't see myself as, a, as an intelligent person at all. Like I am from a family of people that have, um, you know, like dyslexia, uh, the one with, with is it the one with the numbers as well? Like, is it? It's not dyspraxia, but it's basically like dyslexia mm. with numbers as mm. well. And I had never seen myself as a very intelligent person. Um, the thing is, though, a lot of people told me that I was creative, and for a long time, every time I heard the word "Oh, you're creative, you're creative, you're creative," it basically sounded like a backhanded compliment of "You're stupid," right? Because we see creativity and intellect as being these two different things. You know, yeah. it's like right side, left side of the brain. And so, for a long time, um, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm clearly a, I'm clearly a stupid person. That um, the only thing I can do is creativity, whatever the hell that means. There's absolutely no career path in it. And especially when I was younger, that's you know that was, you know what the you know like what is a career in creativity when you are growing up in like the early 2000s right anyway so I put creativity in a box and I just was like I'm not going to touch it it's something that can't give me any value in life it's just a hobby it's just a thing that I that I like on the side and I need to focus on what a real career is so I pushed um, I pushed myself to become a lawyer and I was, I worked really, really hard and I, I was lucky enough to get a scholarship to go, um, to go to law. I mean, you know, to do law school at, um, UC and then I, um, got a summer clerkship and then I became a grad, like a grad position at a really great law firm. And I was that lawyer I had always wanted to be. And, you know, my dad was incredibly proud. He contacts, he, studied law but he was never that lawyer anyway um so there I am at the law firm um you know practicing law you know so bloody exciting to tell people like oh what do you do for a living and I'm like I'm a solicitor and like you know giving them the business card and certifying documents and it says Bridget Williams solicitor of the high court and it's like oh yeah this is so exciting but wrapped up in all of this I was like deeply 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 unhappy um incredibly unhappy and I was like, why? Like, why? I've worked so hard to be here. Like, you know, I've, like, I did the work. Um, like, what am I missing? And I realized it was that creativity that I had been neglecting. It was literally like banging on the box inside of my soul, being like, let me out. Um, and when I say I was like upset, and I'm really sorry if this is triggering for some people, um, to disclosure. Warn you've been you've been people of the out of the podcast listening you've been warned um but I do say this with love and if anyone has been through this I'm really sorry but know that there is the other side 
Um, and I've been really lucky enough to find it. And I hope this story can maybe bring you some peace with that. But when I say that I was um, upset, it was it was bad. It was like I would be putting on my court attire, you know, like wearing the, the jacket and the pants and the white shirt and stuff. And I would literally be sobbing in front of the mirror, being like, what am, what am I doing? Um, I remember I would be biking to work and I remember thinking, if I bike really close to a car and if the car door opened, I could go to hospital instead of work today. Like I literally thought that was like a rational, I was like, that seems so rational. Like, yeah, I could go to hospital <laughs> instead of work. Um and I say all of that just to kind of paint the picture that this wasn't like, oh, you, you know, I was having a bad day at work. This was like, no, 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 I, I just did not like who I was becoming. And if this was the rest of my life, it just, I don't know how long I really would have survived in it for. Um, anyway, so, but at the same time, I was so sick and tired of feeling helpless. So I decided to finally open up that little box inside of me and let my creative spirit run free, and I painted a necklace. And as I started painting this necklace, I just got like lost in the whole flow of creativity. It was this way where I was like tapping into the space that I haven't I hadn't touched in so long, which is just when you're in that flow and different ideas and philosophies are coming to you. And I think that's the beauty of creativity. It sparks creativity, right? And I was like, man, I haven't done this in so long. And I realized it was the ritual, as you said, Marlo, that I had been neglecting. This part of me that I'd been neglecting for so long and disregarding its power because other people had told me that, you know, creativity doesn't serve the world or isn't of value. And it was the first time I was like, no, I really want to change the narrative on, on this. So I wore, um, I painted these five beads and I wore them to work the next day. And I had a bunch of people saying, oh man, like, um, you know, this is such a cool necklace. Like, where did you get it from? Could you make me one? And then I thought I really wanted to share the experience that I had in that moment of that creative ritual with other people. I'm like, we need to get other people to feel this, right? So I thought I could bring people together to come and, you know, paint beads um, and, you know, maybe the idea is they have to do, they have to bring something while they're painting to inspire each other to, you know, to, to be better versions of themselves. So whether it's, you know, sharing a podcast or a book or a, a, a lesson, a, a, a quote, whatever it is, just what is something that can inspire you to, you know, proceed yourself to be a better version? Hence the name Bead and Proceed. And so I was like, cool, this is a this is a fun concept where we can see where this goes. And then like li literally the next day I was flipping through a magazine and then I came across this framework called the 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals. And this framework, what drew to me was like the colors. It's these 17 beautiful different colors. And then I realized that each color connected to a different goal. So like dark green was climate action. Pink was reduced inequalities red was no poverty and I'm like this is amazing like first of all what a brilliantly like beautiful aesthetic framework and it's so powerful and then I realized that New Zealand had adopted this framework back in 2015 and I'm like why does no one know about this because this was January 2016 and then I thought oh my goodness that's it 
the five feeds that you create represent the top five goals that you want to work on personally. And so suddenly the necklace or the beads, the bracelet or the key ring, it's not just a pretty piece of necklace or a jewelry. It's actually a statement saying, you know, these are the five things that you care about, reminding you of your commitment and serving as a conversation starter to spread awareness about this really important framework. And then uh, I sat on the idea for two years because I thought it was the stupidest thing in the whole world. Once again, this self doubt around the power of creativity and the lack of belief in myself and the constant rhetoric that I had heard when I was younger that I was stupid and it's it was the little things like when I talk about you know the little things that stick with you around um me feeling like I had this lack of intelligence like I'll never forget it I must have been like maybe seven years old or maybe eight and I remember I was at my primary school library and um, I still remember her name, Glennis, <laughs> bloody Glennis. Um, Glennis was like showing me, you know, where to find the dictionaries. And she was like, oh, Bridget, so here are the dictionaries. These are the ones, you know, she like pulled out an Oxford dictionary. And then she's like, but for you, you might be better suited to these dictionaries. And it was like the picture ones, you know, like the thin little dictionary that had like a picture of a dog. And it's like, even though I was young, I still remember being like, Thank you, Glennis, for making me feel like an idiot. Like as a seven-year-old, I could feel, and I remember in that moment, I also realized like, it's that little moment, and we have them when we're younger, where we, where we stop looking up, we stop, we stop looking up to adults. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you have that moment in your life, because for so long, like adults are always kind of seen as these superheroes that know everything and they're great. And I remember in that moment, I was like, man, this adult really let me down. And it's a really pivotal moment, I think, when you're younger, when you have those moments. But anyway, I digress. So there I am, tapping into this strength, well, re-tapping into the strength of creativity with this concept of beat and proceed, connecting it to the um, sustainable development goals. And then the United Nations found out about it through the Christchurch branch. And they said, look, we would love to help um, fund this to kickstart um, your journey. Long story short, got the seed funding, um, had the kits all set up, and we launched in 2019. And then I started to get businesses wanting me to come into their workplace to deliver these workshops. And I thought, man, maybe there's something here. And that's when I had to make the leap to actually commit to this full time. And I remember it was scary. Like it was, I remember having to tell my dad because obviously you know he's been a, he's been a, a massive contributor and cheerleader for you know me doing law and I'm just like hey dad um look I just wanted to let you know and we're having, I'm having coffee with him and I said look I think I'm think I'm gonna leave law and then his response was you're not gonna do that bead thing are you <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> yeah dad I am <laughs> I am gonna do that bead thing and um but the thing is like this whole process and what this has taught me is like, honestly, I just feel so incredibly grateful for the power of, for that power of creativity and um, the, the importance of tapping into your strength and mm. recognizing it mm. and cherishing it and mm. nourishing it. It's honestly like your strength is like a little baby and you just have to love it. 
unconditionally. You can't neglect it. You can't put it in a box and try and starve it. It's going, it's, it's going to bang on the doors and ask to be utilized and worked with. And I think when we start looking at our strengths as these little, sorry, this is so weird, but as these little babies that need nourishing, I just picture these like little babies inside of us being like, I'm just, sorry. Okay. But seriously, like if we did that, if we really looked after ourselves as like, we are the, you know, we are a mother or father, how, you know, however you see yourself as the parent figure. And it's our responsibility to look after these strengths that, you know, the universe have given you. Don't neglect them, like love them, cherish them. They are going to give you the most amazing life that you can dream of. And I've been so lucky that with Beat and Proceed, um, it has taken me to Japan. I've been lucky enough to meet the right Honorable Helen Clark. Um, I've been to the Imperial Tokyo Palace. Like, like what? Like, these are just five little babes and they have transported me to, um, like, across the world and have given me so much. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so grateful. F- and I hardly, I don't, I, I can't even really describe how, um, how I, anyone who has been in that position, whether, you know, you, you are uncertain of who you are and what you're supposed to do in the world, like, the first step is, like, listen, listen to your strength and just know that maybe that career path for you, maybe you haven't created it yet, like, maybe that's the whole point, maybe you're, maybe, you know, you are supposed to create it, um, and to don't listen to the, the, Gladysses of the world. Um, <laughs> you can read the big kid dictionary, um, but it's honestly like through through bed and proceed has given me so many lessons, and I I could go on and on and on about them. But I would say like that has probably been a massive journey for me, and it's a big story, a long one. I apologize, but no. um, it sort of paints the picture of of where I have been, and through that journey, I've learned a lot along the way, and yeah. So that's the story. That's that's I guess, yeah. My farku of my journey, my reconnection and relove of claiming the power of creativity within me. Yeah. Mm. Just gonna take a deep breath into that one because wow. It's like, yeah. We understand that, you know, with, with, with everything that people carry, it's a gift for someone to sh- share their story with, with mm. us. So for you as a storyteller to understand how potent it is, the experience, the experiential path that you've walked on versus the storytelling ability. And it's like, nah, that's something that, that we understand. Well, Kelsey and I, self, we're really so thankful that you're able to share that with us because no, you don't you. have to. You don't have to. You, like, you know, you're invited to, but you don't have to share anything with us. And mm-hmm. and the fact that you're so forthcoming with your love. So for us, we, although we are considered as a koha, we understand that at deeper levels, and so do you, and you've reminded us today, it's about the love that you'll be able to weave into the space. So thank you for lighting our embers with your story. And <laughs> at the same time, if people want to connect with you, how is that best? How, how are they best? So if they resonate with your story, if they really feel like, okay, who is the bead and proceed woman? Okay, who is this person? How would they best connect with you? Uh, I was like Instagram. So just bead and proceed. Um, or you can... Uh, 
message me if you've got a LinkedIn account. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So I would say Instagram or LinkedIn. And my LinkedIn account is just Bridget Williams. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And any shout outs to any of your um, people that have, have, have helped you in your recipe to today? Mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Yeah, the list. Yes. Like, <laughs> Who are those oh, bright yeah. stars in your constellation? Huh? Yeah, I would, I mean, definitely Luke, my, my fiance and mm. my mum. They were the they were the two people that told me to just say, look, where could Bed and Proceed go if you gave it a hundred percent? So I've so much aroha for them. Uh, sh- you know, shout out to to you guys, like giving people like me the the platform to to share these stories. Um, they don't mean anything if they aren't shared. You know what I mean? Like it's the stuff that you do is so important, and it's thanks to the energy that you create to make people feel like it's a safe space to have this rich discussion. So thank you so much to both of you, Kelsey and Malu. Yeah. And thank you for like being willing to come and to share. Like Malu said, no one has to, but like we know that this, like your story is going to resonate with so many people. So thank you. You're amazing. Uh, Thank you, Kelsey. It's been such a joy. And like, who would have thought that we would be talking about fire elements? I did not expect <laughs> it to go there, right? I was just Leave like, it. oh, yeah, we'll talk about, um, oh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about, I don't know, beat and proceed and, like, the sustainable development goals. And we're just like, nah, fire elements. <laughs> I'm like, I am all about this. And I have come away with some, yeah, there's definitely been some aha moments for me. Um, those beautiful moments talking about knowledge and love. So uh, you guys keep saying thank you, but I need to say thank you to you guys because it's been such a joy um, to be spent, yeah, to have, to to experience these little aha, aha moments with you guys. It's, mm. yeah, it's amazing. All right, we started with a jingle. We're going to end with a jingle. <laughs> so join in. Do, 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 the fuck you. Fuck you. The fuck you! Hey, hey, fuck you! Hey, the fuck you! Fuck you! The fuck you! Oh, thank you so much. All right, I'm blowing up the candle. I, I lit a fire for you. Okay, so, oh. so I'm, I'm so, I'm letting you know. That I... Okay. See you later, Fano. Kaki, bitch.